Hello, welcome to To Be Podcast, where I teach you the meant to be motto of happiness, even in unhappy situations. I'm your host, Bella, and I'm so glad you decided to give my little old podcast a chance. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Thank you for listening to To Be Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the episode that doesn't have a name yet. Hopefully by the end of this, it will be titled and it will be out. But for right now, no name, gang. Okay, so first off, let me address. I did delete the first two episodes of this podcast. Those people are no longer in my life, so they're no longer on the podcast page. Moving right along. So like every other time I do a podcast episode, I always put a poll out on Instagram to kind of gauge listeners kind of life really I kind of see where you're at what you want me to talk about and then I obviously always have my DMs open and people sometimes are like hey I know you didn't put it on there but I'd like if you talked about this but this time 22 of you wanted me to discuss falling in love with yourself and that was an option on the poll and that's where we're going to start now the rest of the podcast will go talking about darkness and habits um, and then we're going to talk about college survival and then we're going to end with relationships and friendships and then we're kind of going to round that out with maybe even some toxic positivity talk so that's going to be the layout let's go back to where we're starting which is self-love so I'm not an expert by any means but I do have a lot of experience especially recently with finding myself and finding value in myself, even when I absolutely despise what I see in the mirror, which I think a lot of people in general struggle with. I don't think it's a one-sided topic whether men or women struggle with it more. I think, if anything, we just struggle with it differently. So if we struggle with something together, even though we struggle with it differently, the idea here is that we can fix it separately but the same way. Okay, so the tidbit of advice that I'm giving is to stop dismissing the days that you do not love any of it. The whole idea that we need to fix ourselves and be better, great idea, empowering idea. But you cannot begin to fix something that you don't first acknowledge is broken. So a practical way that I was able to apply this, honestly it was kind of a brutal way, but the only way that I was able to acknowledge that I was broken was to go to my bare bones of brokenness okay so the way I did this is I got a notebook out and I wrote down everything I didn't like about myself all the mistakes that I made that I regretted all the mistakes that I made that affected other people that I felt bad about every little nitpicking thing that I could find out about myself that I didn't like you bet I wrote it down and you may be thinking Isabella why would you do that why would you harp on that so long well um to rip it up of course So I took the list, I studied it, I looked over it, I learned from it, and then I ripped it up. Now, the whole idea of stripping yourself down to your bare bones seems really intimidating, but let me present it to you like this. Say you work in construction or demolition, and someone goes, I need you to tear down this house, okay? The floors are rotting, everything's going wrong in the basement, we just need the whole house gone and we'll start from scratch. Say you go, I don't really see anything wrong, you only take off the top half you leave the broken basement. Now, the top half of the house is going to be great. It's going to look good. It'll be shiny. People will love to look at it, but it will not last long on the rocky foundation of the basement, right? Because you did not uproot the basement, because you did not acknowledge that the basement had issues, 
you created what will soon become a broken home, a home that collapses on the people that are inhabiting it, even maybe even the people around it, right? Same thing goes for us. Not every season in your life will have a rotting basement, right? But there will be seasons where you need to address a rotting basement, a rotting issue, a red flag, right? You come out of a relationship and you'll need to relearn about yourself. You'll have to dig the basement up all over again. And I know that it's scary and I know that it's not exactly fun, but until you break down the basement, you will never be able to build a strong home for yourself, for your heart, for your mind, and especially for relationships in your life currently. Let me explain that. Okay, so sure, the top half of you looks great. You're faking the smile. You're faking the conversation. But because you didn't dig up the basement, the basement is taking up your mind, right? You're thinking, what if they see a rotting board? What if they see the insecurities that I see? That keeps you from being present in your relationships, keeps you from being present in your friendships, and especially keeps you from being present with yourself. And then eventually, you'll collapse all over again, and it will be a vicious cycle of always redoing the top half of the house instead of just redoing the whole house on a firm foundation. So now, instead of waiting for the whole basement to rot all over again, now, in your new house, in your new mind, you can go, hey, I think there's an issue that I need to address. Walk down into the basement, get the proper tools, fix it on the spot. Instead of waiting till the whole basement rots, the whole house collapses, now you've equipped yourself with, hey, these are my red flags in relationships. These are what I need to look out for so I can build a firm foundation for not only me, but also my partner, for also my friends, for also anyone that I come in contact with so I can be the best version of myself for them and for myself. Now, all of this to say, you're not going to go your whole life without an insecurity just because you dig up your basement, right? Life is filled with down moments, pitfalls, things we don't like, relationships that end, things that hurt us, this, that, and the other. I have just given you the tool, uh, well, the tool that I think can best equip you to not stay in your head for a long time, to not stay isolated from the ones that you love too long to where insecurity destroys relationships with yourself and others. That's all it is. Okay, now the final thing that I'm going to say about this, and I I always hear people talk about how they think someone's going to save them from their bad place, or it's going to take a special person to convince me not to do this. Let me tell you something, and let me tell you it very clearly. The only person that has control over getting out of a place is the person who put themselves in that place. And newsflash... That was no one except you. Now, someone's actions may have influenced you getting there, and someone's actions may influence you getting out of there. But the only way you are actually getting out of your bad habits, getting out of your negative social scene, is if you remove yourself. Okay, I know that's hard to hear, but it's true. People definitely influence you, but no one takes the steps except for you. Please remember that when you're going through tough times, do not sit around and wait for someone to pull you out of it or make it worth it to leave. The only person that's really going to make it worth it to leave is when you choose yourself over what's killing yourself, okay? Killing your mentality, killing your self-esteem, whatever that's killing you, you have to be sick of it enough to want to leave it. And that's the last thing I'm going to say about it. Thank you for listening. If this is all you needed out of my podcast, we're moving on to relationships and friendships now.
All right, guys, welcome to section two. Now, first off, let me start off before we even talk about relationships. Let me let you know something. First of all, I am so proud of you. Wherever you are in life, whether you've met your soulmate, whether you're in a good mental place, whether you're just getting by day to day, it does not matter. I am proud of you. Okay, I'm proud of you for being here, for breathing, for growing, even on days you feel like you have nothing. Here you are fighting, being here, letting that growth wash over you, even though it's painful. You are amazing. You are strong. You are powerful. And you are beautiful, even in your darkest moments. And I'm sending you absolutely all of my love. All right. So let's talk about relationships. Okay. Now we're going to piggy off the idea of darkness for a second. Because I want to address the fact that a lot of people are worried that their darkest parts are going to be the reason someone leaves. And let me just say, someone leaves because of your darkest parts. They were not the person for you anyway, okay? Because the person that is meant for you is the person that will look at your darkness and they will go, oh my goodness, that's beautiful. And while I sympathize with your darkness, I can see you in a better place. I can see you as a better version and I'm going to gently and lovingly and gracefully and honestly push you to be that better version. Now, it is still up to you whether you want to become that better version, but the person that's meant to love you will stand by you while you make that decision. Now, say you choose to stay in your dark part, yeah, maybe then they'll leave because if you choose your darkness over them, they have no place in your life anymore. That's a topic for another day. Let's move on. So I have recently realized that I kind of really want old-fashioned love with a little bit of 21st century love, right? Because I think the two are separate. And I really, I was talking to a friend of mine a couple weeks ago, and she was talking about how her and her partner, her lover, her muse, whatever you want to call them, she was saying how they take the day because they both work. And they don't really talk throughout the day via text. I mean, they do obviously communicate with each other, but it's not full-length conversations. And instead, what they do is they call each other at night because they're not married yet, and they just intentionally talk to each other. Or they meet up at night and they intentionally talk to each other. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And I definitely would definitely propose that in my next relationship. Not that I'm anywhere close to having a next relationship. I'm just saying. Okay, so intentionality for me, being intentional, whether it's in communication, whether it's in hanging out, whether it's in, you know, just walking down the street next to each other. I think being intentional with the way you approach someone that you care about, whether they're a friend or they're a lover, I think it's so important. And I think it's something in society and today that we don't really talk about much anymore. We don't really emphasize anymore. And I think we should. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. I definitely am crazy. So the next and kind of final section to this is the idea of... Um, kind of clinginess I think is what I would call it but this idea of when and I can only speak from a girl's perspective so I am when girls become mothers in relationships and men uh, get sick and tired of it okay or you know I guess maybe a man could become a dad but that's a little weird it's weird both ways let me talk about it okay so this whole idea of loving someone for me has always come from faith and seeing Jesus do it right but I think that can turn really toxic 
because let me I don't know how to explain I don't know how to explain it okay so the need to mother and take care of someone comes from faith for me right and for a lot of girls we see Jesus take care of everyone fully give everything without feeling empty give everything without you know needing anything in return and I think as women we get in our heads that we can do the same but then we do it we do all of it to the best of our ability they leave we're empty we wonder why Now, let me explain something first off. Jesus does not expect your love to be perfect love. Only he could do that. So, yeah, there are going to be flaws in every relationship you have, even if you feel like you're doing everything for them. You don't have to do everything for them. That's not what your relationship should be built off of. You can only sacrifice so much until you've sacrificed too much. Your job is to love them, but don't love them so much that you begin to do things for them that they're capable of doing by themselves, such as laundry, dishes, car wash, car filling up. Now, once in a while, great, but not every time. God is the only one that was designed to give himself fully in love as a sacrifice of love and not feel empty. He fulfilled his promise. We are not called to fulfill our boyfriends. That is God's job, not yours. Yeah, so I don't really know if any of that made sense because I wrote it in gibberish in my notes. My ADD is really kicking my butt today, everybody. So that's kind of what I wanted to say about relationships this time. Um, I definitely could say more, but considering I'm not in one, I don't really feel like I have the liberty to exactly speak on it right now. But I did want to transition to my final topic, which is toxic positivity. And I wrote it down in my notebook because all hot girls have notebooks that they write random things in, and this is mine. So what I said, so sorry, you can hear the pages ruffling, and I turned it upside down. Are you joking? All right, I said toxic positivity can be alienating for people in pain. And there was a podcast that I was listening to earlier this week at Zaxby's. Don't judge me, I like chicken. Um, And they said that... Phrases like, it was for the best, all part of his plan, or it'll get better, there's more fish in the sea. You're indirectly saying that their pain is not understood and that it annoys you. And you create a shame bubble for that person that their pain shouldn't have lasted this long. And there's this really interesting thing that came to my mind. And I mean, I don't think anyone means to do it. They don't mean to create a shame bubble of anyone in pain. I think there just can be a misunderstanding of pain and you just, those are common things to say. But I would recommend maybe instead of saying, well, it's all part of his plan, I think you should look at them and be like, I don't understand what you're going through. How can I help? And then if they say there's nothing, then there's nothing. But you haven't set an unrealistic standard for their timeline of pain. Everyone handles pain differently. Everyone's timeline is so different when it comes to handling traumatic things in their life big or small, whether you understand it or not doesn't matter, whether it's a big deal to you or not does not matter, their pain is their pain, their issues, their issues. And if you cannot help, tell them that. Be like, I don't get it. I'm sorry. But if there's anything I can do to help or if there's any way that you can explain it to me so I can better understand it, please do. Then you open the door for communication. Then you open the door for them to feel seen and heard even in their pain And I think that that is the key to being positive without being toxic. I don't know. It's all an opinion here, folks, to be opinionated. That's me. That's Bella. Well, everybody, 
if you can believe it, we've reached the end of the podcast, but if you want to stick around, I can just kind of ramble for a minute and tell you what I've got going on in my life, if you're even interested. If you're not interested, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I put a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of energy into it, and uh, I hope that it was all worthwhile. Have a great rest of your day, and have a wonderful week. Now, for all of you who stuck around and want to listen to my ADD rantings, because now I'm off script, now I get to be crazy. Okay, first things first, I'm a senior. I took senior photos. I am very excited to see how they turned out. Hopefully, body dysmorphia does not knock me to the absolute ground. Um, I tried a new version of sushi recently with a friend of mine. Well, I actually tried two new sushi things with two different people. Never mind. Not even going to try to explain it. Um, but I did, and it was super fun. Uh, I realized that I actually really love sushi. Milledgeville has taught me that. Who would have thought? Um, let's see. One final tidbit before my computer absolutely dies. Um, hmm. I start my cardio-based workouts Monday, which is tomorrow. Um, I'm excited to see how that turns out because I haven't done dedicated cardio in a very long time. Pray for your girl. She's probably going to die. Anywho, um, a random fact about me. Ooh, that'll be a fun way to end. I don't ever wear matching socks, ever, unless I absolutely have to, because I think it's a visual representation of how my mind works. It's sporadic, it's fun, it's different, and it loves you all very much. Thank you so much for listening to To Be Podcast. See you next time. So I would like to address the fact that I did not talk about college survival, and that's because as a senior, I'm hanging on by a thread. I'm so sorry. I hope you survive. Love you.